Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. 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 Good morning, everybody. Today is Thursday, July 6, 2023. I'm your host, Ephraim Jr., and today we pulls Concertina. Well, hello, everybody. Good morning. I hope you had an amazing Wednesday, and I hope you have an even better Thursday. I'm here to talk about Concertina today. I pulled a song from the bag, and I put all the concertinas from Spotify in a loop in like a little playlist, and I just looped it for a little while. And I was listening to the song and letting it wash over me, and I thought like, okay, what am I going to talk about? And there were several different avenues that my mind wandered down. The truth lies in between the first and the 40th drink, me trying to stay clear of alcohol until my cruise. What does that mean? But I land, I kept landing on fierce calm. I, this I swear you're the fiercest calm I've been in. But before that, actually, I wanted to say, oh, I don't even think we said this in the concertina episode. Maybe we did. I'd have to listen to it. But I, that would be breaking a rule of me listening to the sound of my own voice once it's out into the world. When she's singing concertina, I remember from that episode, we talked about her referencing a woman. A woman, right? But is it possible that she feels herself like a concertina? She's an instrument that's being played. You have to like really wind, like with a concertina, you put your hands in the straps and you just like wind and twist. It's very sensual, right? So is it possible that she feels like a concertina and that she's saying concertina, this I swear you're the fiercest concertina I've been in speaking entirely to herself I, I remember interpreting it as she was singing to Mark that this person is a fierce calm that she's walked into this fiercest calm but this whole body this whole time in her life this is the fiercest calm and that she herself is concertina because it does sound like a woman's name so anyway I went there and then I was like eh, bleh. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time but I googled fierce calm because I was like determined to find out if she came up with a phrase and the first thing that came up was fierce calm yoga and I thought okay I know exactly what I want to talk about today because I'm starting to try to do a little bit more physical activity and because I can feel my body and the colors changing right I can feel things getting old I can feel things stiffening I can feel things that were soft stiffening and that were stiffened sagging if you know what I'm saying so yesterday when I started my habit tracker I started with some physical activity and I started with 10 minutes of yoga and I just found this yoga practice on YouTube and I just did this 10 minute yoga stretch and that counted as my physical activity for the day because it was a day off. I had a day off, you know? So I let that count as my physical activity for the day and it was great. I really enjoyed it. I really liked breathing through, I like breathing through the challenge. So Today I'd like to talk about the different kinds of yoga because I know nothing about it. So I found this article and we're going to discover this together. 11 types of yoga, a breakdown of the major styles. If this is old news to you, well, congratulations. You are just a spry, flexible little thing, aren't you? But for me, this is all news. This is all news to me. Some of them, some of them I recognize the names of like Kundalini and Ashtanga because of Madonna, Om Shanti. And then Bikram Yoga, I've heard of that one. Okay, let's read this article from MBG Movement or MindBodyGreen.com from November 21st, 2022. Whether you want a physically demanding yoga class or a relaxing meditative one, there are plenty of different yoga styles to suit a variety of skill levels and needs. 
Each style is a bit different from the others, plus you'll find variations depending on the teacher. That said, giving a few styles and teachers a try before settling on your favorite will enhance your overall yoga experience and challenge you to break out of your comfort zone. So does anybody want to challenge themselves to do yoga with me, to break out of your comfort zone? Maybe you've never done it before. Maybe you've always flirted with her. Maybe you've just, maybe you have done it and you just should be doing it more and you just don't. Let's put it to the test. This is episode 926. I'm not starting another 100-day challenge, but I'm going to start a four-episode challenge. No, I'm starting a two-episode challenge. No, I'm just going to start... I'm going to just challenge myself. Let's just challenge each other. I'm going to try to learn a little bit about this, and maybe I'll try to put these into place. Okay, so let's read these. Curious to learn more about each type? This guide will help you to understand the basics before diving into a class. Then it lists the benefits of yoga. Yoga is an excellent way to get sweaty and centered, whether you're a total newbie or a longtime pro. Plus, there are some seriously awesome health benefits of yoga that you can score from a daily practice. Studies show that yoga can improve physical health by lowering blood pressure, reducing the risk of heart disease, and aiding digestion. It may also help practitioners sleep better and manage stress. Not to mention, recent research indicates the mind-body practice supports mental health specifically. One study found that regular yoga may help ease depressive symptoms. I believe that to be true. So the most common types of yoga, and we're going to go into the 11 practices of yoga or the 11 types that are listed here. I don't know if there's more. If you know, and if you're interested in coming on the show and talking about yoga, let me know. We can have you on an episode. The most common types of yoga, vinyasa yoga. Vinyasa links movement with breath, otherwise known as flow yoga. You will feel the corresponding movement with each inhale and each exhale. And while you may have longer holds throughout the practice, you will definitely experience the dynamic flow that exists within a vinyasa class. Vinyasa means to place in a special way, and in this case, yoga postures. Vinyasa yoga is often considered the most athletic yoga style and was adapted from Ashtanga yoga in the 1980s. Many types of yoga can also be considered vinyasa flows, such as Ashtanga, power yoga, and prana. How to practice. In vinyasa classes, movements are coordinated with your breath in order to flow from one pose to another. Vinyasa styles can vary depending on the teacher, and there can be many types of poses in different sequences. I personally teach an alignment-based style of vinyasa and choreograph new flows every time, but I also like to hold some of the poses a bit longer after warming up. You can find more information on on specific vinyasa poses and benefits here. Again, you can go to mindbodygreen.com and look at this article on your own and you can click all the links. Number two, Hatha Yoga. Hatha Yoga is a general category of yoga to which we practice asana or the postures and pranayama or meditation. So expect traditional poses held for several breaths. The Sanskrit term Hatha is an umbrella term for all physical postures of yoga. In the West, Hatha Yoga simply refers to all the other styles of yoga, Ashtanga, Iyengar, etc., that are grounded in a physical practice. However, there are other branches of yoga such as Kriya, Raja, and Karma Yoga that are separate from the physical-based yoga practice. The physical-based yoga is the most popular and has numerous styles. How to practice Hatha Yoga. Hatha Yoga classes are best for beginners 
beginners since they are usually paced slower than other yoga styles. Hatha classes today are a classic approach to breathing and exercise. If you're brand new to yoga, Hatha yoga is a great entry point to the practice. Three. Iyengar Yoga. Iyengar Yoga is a style of yoga that focuses on detail, precision, and alignment in the performance of the postures and breath control. Expect the use of props such as belts, blocks, and blankets as aids to performing asanas in an Iyengar class, as well as very detailed alignment instruction. Iyengar Yoga was founded by BKS Iyengar and focuses on alignment as well as detailed and precise movements. In an Iyengar class, students perform a variety of postures while controlling the breath. How to practice. Generally, poses are held for a long time while adjusting the minutia of the pose. Ooh. Iyengar relies heavily on props to help students perfect their form and go deeper into poses in a safe manner. Although you won't jump around, you will definitely get a workout and you'll feel incredibly open and relaxed after an Iyengar class. This style is really great for people with injuries who need to work slowly and methodically. Okay, good. That's the third one. Number four is Kundalini Yoga. Kundalini yoga practice is equal parts spiritual and physical. This is not business, no. This style is all about releasing the kundalini energy in your body said to be trapped or coiled in the lower spine. How to practice kundalini yoga. A kundalini class will really work your core and breath with fast-moving, invigorating postures and breath exercises. These classes are pretty intense and can involve chanting, mantra, and meditation. To learn more about this specific practice, check out our kundalini yoga explainer. And there's a link. I'm going to click that link because I'm not quite getting it. Kundalini yoga has grown in popularity over the last few years. The ancient yoga practice focuses on breath and asana, aka physical postures, along with chanting, meditation, and singing. If kundalini is something that's piqued your interest, but you have no idea where to start, we've broken down some of the basics of the popular practice below. What is kundalini yoga? First introduced to the Western world in the late 70s by Yogi Bhajan, Kundalini Yoga is a combination of breath, movement, and sound. It derives from the Sanskrit word kundal, which translates to coiled energy. The idea is that we all have energy gathered at the base of our spine, and through the practice of Kundalini, we bring that energy up our spine through the seven chakras and out the crown of our head. The process of growth through Kundalini Yoga is a natural unfolding of your own nature. Yogi Bhajan has said. Like a snake, you will need to shed old skins to be more of who you are. The ultimate goal of Kundalini is to increase your self-awareness by silencing your mind and unblocking your chakras so that your vital energy can flow freely. Kundalini Yoga in its essence is the most dangerous form of yoga. I'm saying dangerous because it's the most potent also. What is most potent is always the most dangerous if improperly handled, without the necessary preparation and guidance, without expert guidance, constant guidance and observation, nobody should ever attempt it. But the problem is books have been written about it and everybody wants to do the highest yoga. Nobody wants to start with A, everybody wants to start the alphabet with Z. This attitude itself is dangerous. Kundalini yoga, if it has to be practiced, you must be in a certain kind of atmosphere. You cannot live in social situations and do Kundalini yoga. Otherwise, in the name of Kundalini yoga, you're doing something simplistic. Otherwise, Kundalini yoga can transform the way you are within days. 
suddenly you find you are a stranger in your own home within two days of practice because it will change everything about you. Number five, Ashtanga Yoga. So this is similar to Vinyasa Yoga in the sense that you move through in a kind of fluid flowing kind of way. But the difference here is that with Ashtanga Yoga, you practice the set series or sequences that are always practiced in Ashtanga. In Sanskrit, Ashtanga is translated as eight limb path. In Mysore, India, people gather to practice this form of yoga together at their own pace. If you see Mysore-led Ashtanga, it's expected of you to know the series. Vinyasa yoga stems from Ashtanga as the flowing style linking breath to movement. To learn more about the specific practice, check out our beginner's guide to Ashtanga yoga. How to practice Ashtanga Yoga. Ashtanga Yoga involves a very physically demanding sequence of postures, so this style of yoga is definitely not for the beginner. It takes an experienced yogi to really love it. Ashtanga starts with five sun salutation A's and five sun salutation B's and then moves into a series of standing and floor postures. I'm loving that concertina being the desire, she makes fierce calm sound so great. It makes me want to be in a fierce calm today. And I love that it's led me here because I've never had the opportunity or I've never had the impulse to really understand it all. And I'm trying to get more in my body. Six, Bikram yoga. Bikram yoga is very rigid, very structured format. You practice uh, a 90 minute class in a room heated to about 40 degrees Celsius, I think. It's a very, very hot room. There are 26 set poses that you do and two breathing exercises and that's it. Bikram yoga is named after Bikram Chaudhry and features a sequence of set poses in a sauna-like room, typically set to 105 degrees with 40% humidity? My God. Chaudhry faced sexual assault and harassment lawsuits in the United States and fled to Mexico in 2017. Many studios that were formerly Bikram now practice hot yoga in an effort to disassociate with the founder. How to practice hot yoga. The sequence never changes and includes a series of 26 basic postures with each one performed twice. Many of these poses are focused on proper alignment. If you're interested in yoga with the heat turned up, look for studios that offer hot yoga classes. Number seven, yin yoga. Yin yoga is a slow paced style of yoga postures or asanas that are meant to be held for long periods of time. For beginners, it may range from 45 seconds to two minutes. More advanced practitioners may stay in one asana for five minutes or more. Yin yoga is unique in that it's the only style where students are meant to disengage their muscles. Releasing the muscles in these longer held poses benefits the body in a different way than other styles of yoga. Yin yoga is a slow paced style of yoga with seated postures that are held for longer periods of time. Yin can also be a meditative yoga practice that helps you find inner peace. How to practice yin yoga. Yin is a great class for beginners as postures can be held anywhere from 45 seconds to two minutes. The classes are relaxed as you're supposed to let gravity do most of the work. Check out our crash course on everything you need to know about yin yoga found here. That sounds good. I think I'm gonna start with that one. That sounds good so far. Yin yoga, slow paced, seated postures that are held for longer periods of time. Yin can also be meditative yoga practice that helps you find inner peace. That's what we're all looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, number eight. Restorative yoga. Restorative yoga is a form of yoga that seeks to achieve physical, mental, and emotional relaxation with the aid of props. 
If you take a restorative class, you may hardly move at all, doing just a few postures in the course of an hour. Restorative yoga focuses on winding down after a long day and relaxing your mind. At its core, this style focuses on body relaxation. Restorative yoga also helps to cleanse and free your mind. How to practice restorative yoga. You'll spend more time in fewer postures throughout a restorative yoga class. Many of the poses are modified to be easier and more relaxing. Like Iyengar, many props are used and placed just right, such as blankets, bolsters, and eye pillows. All of the props are there to help you sink deeper into relaxation. Restorative yoga. Okay, number nine, prenatal yoga. That's the one I want to practice. Prenatal yoga is carefully adapted for moms-to-be and is tailored to women in all trimesters. Many have said that prenatal is one of the best types of exercise for expectant moms because of the pelvic floor work, focus on breathing, and bonding with the growing baby. Prenatal yoga also helps mothers prepare for labor and delivery. How to practice. During this practice, you'll use props in order to modify your poses and ensure stability. In this class, it's way more about stability than flexibility. Number 10, Anusara Yoga. The central philosophy of this style is that everything is an expression of the unique absolute consciousness. Everything is absolute consciousness. Anusara is a modern day version of Hatha Yoga, most similar to Vinyasa in that it focuses on alignment, but with more emphasis on the mind-body-heart connection. It was founded by John Friend, who created a unique system called the Universal Principles of Alignment. He resigned in 2012 after, oh my God, he resigned in 2012 after accusations of sexual misconduct and financial mismanagement. Friend has since partnered with Desi and Micah Springer to teach the Bowspring Method. How to practice Anasura Yoga. Anasura focuses on spirals and how each body part should be moving, and it's also known for its emphasis on heart opening. Expect to stop in class and gather around a student as the instructor breaks down a pose. And number 11, last one, Jiva Mukti Yoga. We use Yoga Asana primarily as our teaching tool, um, but within the, uh, the context of a yoga, yoga Asana class, we we chant and study scripture. We, uh, we listen to music. We experience music on the level of, of inspiration. Um, and the uh, yogic idea of nada yoga, which is the yoga of sound, is yet again one of these paths. Jivamukti was founded in 1984 by Sharon Gannon and David Life. Jivamukti is mainly vinyasa flow style classes infused with Hindu spiritual teachings. At its core, this style emphasizes connection to earth as a living being, so most Jivamukti devotees follow a vegetarian philosophy. How to practice. A series of chants usually opens the beginning of class, followed up by a series of poses that align with the five tenets of Jivamukti yoga and philosophy. This is great. The takeaway, yoga comes with a host of benefits, regardless of which style you try. And with such a rich variety of options, there truly is a yoga class out there for everyone. From yin, when you need to decompress, to vinyasa, when you want a good workout, each style has its benefits, which is why the long-standing tradition is still around today. All right, well, I'm going to get myself into a fierce calm. I'm going to find a nice 20 to 30 minute yoga flow. And I'm going to put it in here, right here at the end of this episode. And then, at the end of it, we're going to rock out to Concertina to celebrate. Do you understand? It's a celebration. 
celebrate fierce calm come on i'm brett larkin and welcome to the find your style yoga challenge that i'm hosting with yoga outlet Hatha is a broad term, which encompasses many styles of yoga. In most yoga studios, a Hatha yoga class has come to mean a class in which you'll both strengthen and stretch the body, holding each pose for several breaths. Many students find Hatha yoga gentler or more relaxing than vinyasa or power yoga, which we'll explore next. If you're new to yoga, recovering from an injury, or looking to de-stress by moving slowly and mindfully, Hatha yoga may be the perfect fit for you. Let's experience this style together. Come into a child's pose. So you can have your knees together or as wide as the mat and just drape the upper body forward. Bring your index fingers to touch in a diamond shape, your elbows as wide as the mat, and relax your shoulder blades down the back. Just notice if there's any tension. The shoulders are creeping by the ears. Just counteract that. From here, begin to notice your breath. Just take a few moments in this child's pose to observe if the breath is warm, or cold, or short, or long. Without trying to change the breath in any way, just notice. On your next inhale, breathe in deliberately, inflate your low back with breath. Breathing in for three, two, one. Exhale, sighing out through the nose or mouth. Just release and surrender your body to the floor. Two more like that. Inhaling for a full count of three. Filling up, belly ribs, chest. Sighing out, nose or mouth. Get all the breath out of the body. Last time, breathing in for three. Seal the lips this time, breathing out for three through the nose. Once more on your own, in three. Out three. Keep the hips rooted to the heels. Just walk your hands over now to the left. So we're just looking for a gentle side body stretch on the right side. Just reach the fingertips to the right of your mat. Send the breath into the right side body now, inhaling, inflating the right side ribs with breath. Exhaling completely, sits bones heavy, two more on your own.
gently walk the hands now over to the right. Deliberately sending breath, prana, energy to the left side of the body, anchoring the left sitting bone to the left heel. Huge breath in and out. So Hatha Yoga means sun and moon yoga. So we're balancing the active and the passive qualities in the body. So in every pose on the inhale, Look for strength and ways to expand and open. And on every exhale, look for ways to surrender and soften. Striving for balance. Come back to center. Let your next in-breath bring you up to an all-fours position. I always like to pad my knees, so if you have a blanket or you want to fold over your mat for some knee padding, I encourage you to do that. Line up your shoulders over your wrists, your hips over your knees. Spread the fingers apart as far as you can. And then breathe in, draw the navel up and in. Lengthen the tailbone back. Yearn the crown of the head away from that line of the tailbone lengthening behind you. And just breathe here. Close your eyes. Feel all four corners of your torso. Inhale, fill up with breath. Feeling left shoulder, right shoulder, right hip, left hip. And exhaling completely. Two more like that. Breathing in, expanding. The rectangle that is your torso, getting it larger, wider. Mm, breathing out all the way. Lengthen your right leg behind you. So curl the toes under. Press the right heel back while keeping the abs hugging up and in. From the inner seam of that right thigh, lift the right heel towards the ceiling. And just notice if you can maintain this position, even though you're now on three legs instead of four, or three points of foundation instead of four. Deepen your breath. And if this feels okay to take it to the next stage, reach the left arm forward as well. Hug the core up and in. All five toes point towards the floor in that back foot, so find a little bit of inner spiral in the back right leg. And then see if you can find an energetic line, heel to fingertips. And just breathe into this line. Two more deep breaths. Balancing left and right side of the brain. Hugging abs in. Good, and then gently set left hand down, right knee down. Press back into your child's pose. Deep breath in. And out. Inhaling, returning to all fours. Lengthening the left leg behind you, curl the toes under. From the inner seam of the left thigh, left inner thigh, Bring the leg up, making sure all five toes point towards the floor. Draw the abdominal muscles in. 
heart shines forward. Big breath here. And if you feel ready, extend the right arm, heel to fingertips. And that line includes the crown of the head. So the whole body is in one line. You can point or flex the back foot, just really reach toes and fingers apart from one another. Three more breaths. Take the right hand and the left knee to the ground. Press back once again into your child's pose. Breathe into your low back. On your in-breath, rock forward to all fours. On your out-breath, curl the toes under, preparing for our first downward-facing dog. So keep the knees super deeply bent. Press your torso towards your thigh bones, sitting bones high to the sky. It's almost like the knees want to touch the mat. So stay in this little crouched position. You can always do down dog with the knees bent. It's a great upper body workout. And only if it feels right for you today, you can straighten the legs, maybe bend the right knee, pressing down into the left heel and then swapping that out. Just gently pedaling through the legs. And strive to make those inhales and exhales equal length, breathing in for three, out for three. And find stillness in this dog. Take the inner thighs and the pelvis back in space, pressing your torso towards your thighs. Last breath. Good. Step or carry that right foot to your right thumb. Hands frame the foot coming into a runner's lunge here. So glide the shoulders back, heart reaches forward, front knee 90 degrees over the ankle. Breathe in here. Shine the chest forward. Pick up that back left thigh, get the back leg stick straight, and you can always use blocks. Last deep breath. Good, and then set the left hand down to the floor, reach the right hand high to the sky. Big breath in. And keep power through the back left heel. Squeeze the inner thighs together. Spiral heart to ceiling. Two more breaths. Drop the back knee to the mat. Inhale. Sweep the arms down, around, and up, coming into your version of a low lunge.
call to mind the sun moon qualities of this pose. How can you find an active quality in the chest, broadening the shoulders and collarbones? But how can you also surrender so you're not over efforting or over straining? Hands frame the foot. Step back into a downward facing dog. Inhale, rock forward to plank. Exhale, lower all the way to the floor in one straight line. If you're pregnant like me, you can always stay up on all fours if you don't feel comfortable lying on your belly. And then inhale, shoot the heart forward. Press your hip bones into the ground. Lengthen your tailbone towards your heels and come into a little baby cobra. Click all 10 toenails into the mat. Engage through your thighs so your knees lift off the mat. And then imagine you could energetically kick yourself in the seat with your heel. So imagine you could do that, but don't let yourself do that. And see what that feels like. Let the backs of the legs really engage. Keep lifting the heart as much as you can. Elbows squeeze in towards the side body. We're here for three, for two, for one, exhale, press back to dog, or you can move through all fours or child's pose. We'll all meet downward facing dog. Take the left foot forward or carry it forward to the left thumb. Starting with our runner's lunge, lining up 90 degrees, left knee over ankle, back right leg stick straight, shine the heart forward, blocks if you need them, runner's lunge. See if you can find this energetic line, heel to crown of head. So notice if the hips are too low or too high. Find that perfect balance. Right hand down, left arm up, easy twist. Spin the chest towards the ceiling. Kick through the back right heel like you mean it. Two more breaths. Back knee to the mat. Circle the arms down, around, and up. Low lunge. Hands frame the foot. Press back into your downward facing dog. You can pedal the legs here. And then walk your hands back to meet your feet. So you're coming into a standing forward fold, feet hip width apart at the back of your mat. Clasp opposite elbows and just hang here. The crown of the head point towards the floor. You can have the knees deeply bent or play with straightening them, whichever feels best for you. Root down through the big toe mounds of both feet. 
and then let your fingertips drop towards the floor. Bend the knees deeply. We'll roll up one vertebra at a time, rounding through our low back, mid back, upper back. Knees stay really bent. Head is the last thing to come up. Good, take a wide stance on your sticky mat. We want the toes out and the heels in, and you're just gonna bend the knees to come into goddess pose. Getting your seat as low as you can without letting the booty stick out. So it's like you're right up against a wall. Bring the hands to prayer here. Five breaths. Close the eyes, center yourself with your breathing. Send the knees back in space so knees are moving towards the pinky toes. Get two inches lower if you can. Last breath. Good, come on up. Take the hands to the hips, turn the toes to face forward, and now we'll turn the right toes only forward, coming into a warrior two. So nice long stance, bend the front knee, 90 degrees over the ankle. You can keep the hands on the hips. If you're newer or if you're ready, bring the arms parallel to the floor. Gaze is over, middle finger. Keep sinking into that front knee, but equally grounding into your back outer edge of foot and back thigh. Equal weight on both legs. Three breaths here. Gently straighten the front leg. I like to heel toe my back foot in just a touch for this next pose, triangle. So you can do the same, reach the arms forward, see what feels best to you. Bump the hips back, imagine you're reaching for something far away. And then take the right hand to the right shin, left arm up to the sky. We're looking for length on the lower side of the body as well as the upper side. So notice if you're way down here, try to get length through both sides of the torso so we have that balance. And breathe here. Filling up for three. Pressing down through the big toe mound, pinky toe, inner heel and outer heel. Suctioning up the mat through the arches of the feet. Spinning chest to ceiling and just imagine you're leaning against a big beautiful glass wall. Two more breaths. Use the energy on the left hand to draw yourself back up. Take the hands to the hips, turn both toes in again. So you're a little pigeon-toed, toes in, heels out. As you breathe in, roll the shoulders open, open across the chest. As you breathe out, fold forward, come into a flat back. So pause halfway, inhale, draw the abdominal muscles up and in, lengthen the tailbone back and the crown of the head forward. And from that long line, exhale. Now allow yourself to fold the rest of the way. Adjust the feet. Allow the upper body to hang so the 
upper body is that moon quality, super soft, no tension in the neck or jaw. But the lower body, the legs and the feet is that sun, that active quality. So you're pressing down through big toe mound, pinky toe, inner heel, outer heel, suctioning up through the arches of your feet. So if I came and touched your thighs, they'd be engaged as hard as rocks. The whole leg is muscularly active, suctioning up the mat. And counterpose that with the, with the upper body, so soft. Two breaths here, just enjoy the stretch. Coming out the same way we came in. So take the hands to the hips, find that flat back first, draw the abs in, breath here. And then on your next inhale, come up all the way. Second side, turn the left toes out, bend the knee to 90 degrees, keeping hands on hips or opening the arms to come into your warrior two. Remember, we want to be in that balance point of sun and moon energy. So not too active, no reaching forward, not too passive and hanging out with spaghetti arms, that equal balance of strength and serenity. And press down equally through both feet, but have a sense of lightness in the heart and chest. Gently straighten the front leg. Heel toe that back foot in if that felt good on the other side. Bump the hips back. Reach the left arm forward, coming into your triangle pose. And try to find length on the underside of the body. Knit your ribs together. Lengthen your tailbone back. Spiral chest to ceiling. Press down through the feet but stay soft in the heart. Three breaths here. Gently come on up. Turn the toes to parallel once again, hands to hips. Walk the feet till they're hip width apart. Interlace your hands behind your back, or you can just hold opposite elbows, whichever feels good for you. So hands interlaced or just hold opposite elbows. We'll just take a nice fold forward. So stretching the back of the legs and maybe rinsing out the shoulders a bit as well. Three breaths here. If the hands are interlaced, draw the shoulders down and back. So meaning towards the ceiling. So even though we're in an inverted position, the shoulders don't come near the ears. Take the hands to the floor, if they're not already. Bend the knees. Come to a seated position now. 
and take the left leg long and the right ankle across the left knee. So see your left toes pointed and flexed moving towards you. Look at that right big toe and make sure that it's not kind of off the mat. You really wanna press the right big toe firmly into the mat. Sit bones root down, breathe in, get tall. And then as we exhale, this left arm, reach it up, will come to hug the right knee for a twist. Think of the sitting bones rooting and expanding into the ground like a plant that's unfurling roots. Inhale, get taller. Exhale, draw your abs in to take you deeper into the twist and spin the chest towards the sidewall. Keep rooting down through that right big toe. Connecting to this sense of groundedness in the hips and lower body while simultaneously feeling this spiral of openness in the chest and the heart. Last breath. Good, come back to center. Take that left foot to the ground. So you're gonna be in a position where the ankle is over the knee. And this is where if you have tight hips or maybe you're a little bit new to yoga, you'll wanna have that foot farther away from you. Fingertips point towards the top of the mat and you're just pressing open the chest while looking for a stretch in the right hip. So if you don't feel anything to intensify it, draw that left heel closer to you and press the chest up and you'll feel this nice hip opener. Right foot is flexed as well. Three breaths here. Good, take both soles of feet to the floor. Extend the legs, shake them out a little. And now draw left knee up, left ankle over right knee. Make sure this right leg is stretched, active, foot flexed, and then press down through the left pinky toe. Once you've found all that, get tall. Breathe in, reach the right arm up. Exhale, hug the left knee, and you can take the left hand behind you now to explore your twist. Every inhale, imagine the spiral staircase of breath moving up the spinal column, getting taller. And every exhale, really ground down. The sitting bones are like those tree roots connecting you to the earth. And keep pressing down through the left big toe, flexing back through the whole right foot, two more breaths. Gently come back to center. Take that right sole of foot to the floor. 
hip stretch, left foot is flexed as well. Remember, you get to control the intensity here. So heel farther away, you'll be able to sit up easier. Fingertips point towards the front of the mat, opening the chest, less of a hip stretch. Taking the heel very close to the seat will make it more of a hip stretch. So find the, the balance, the place that's right for you. Remember thinking of ha tha, not going too far or straining, but not taking it easy either, finding that, that perfect balance between strength and ease. A place where you feel intensity but can easily breathe through that intensity. Take both feet to the floor. Reach the arms forward. Feel the abs engage as you hinge the upper body back. Round the low back now, so tailbone lengthens forward. Just come to lie down one vertebra at a time, lying on your back. Pull the knees into the chest. Give yourself a big squeeze. And then come into your version of a happy baby pose. So that might look like holding the pinky toe edges of the feet, or it might look like just holding on the thighs anywhere that's comfortable for you. Wherever you are, take five deep breaths here. Slowing down the in-breath best you can, three counts or perhaps longer. And accentuating the out-breath now, really allowing the body to relax into the mat, relax into the earth. And gather the knees back into the chest. Give yourself a big squeeze. Lengthen the right leg and then the left leg long. Coming into your version of Shavasana. You can always take a bolster or pillows or couch cushions under your knees or a shirt or sweatshirt or towel over the face as a little eye pillow to make the room completely dark. Rest here for as long as you possibly can. Letting any particular breathing pattern or effort to breathe go, just be and just receive the benefits of your practice. Gently wiggle fingers and toes. Draw one knee into the chest and then the other. Pull the knees towards the body. Lengthen the tailbone long and then roll over to your right side. You can use your right forearm as a pillow, left hand to the mat. 
And as you're ready, just press yourself up into a comfortable seat, cross-legged or whatever a comfortable seat looks like for you. Palms face down on the thighs, crown of head lines up directly above the two sits bones. So maybe lean a little back in space. Take a deep breath in. Exhale all the way. One more deep breath in. Exhaling completely. And bring your hands to prayer at heart center, thanking yourself for making time for this short practice. So much love from my heart to yours. Namaste. So, how'd it go? Did you enjoy this style? Do you think it might be your soulmate style? Let me know in the comments below and please like this video and subscribe if you enjoyed this class. So much love from my heart to yours. Namaste.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.